We are in Daf Kuflamid Amid Aleph, the very beginning of a new parak. The Mishnah says, Rabbi Lezer Omer, Rabbi Lezer says the following, Let's say you didn't bring uh, the utensil that you need to circumcise your child on Shabbos, and even though, maybe uh, on Shabbos, you can bring that utensil on Shabbos through the Rosh Hashanah. In other words, Rabbi Lezer holds that not only can we break the Shabbos for the sake of Mila, for doing the act of Mila itself, we can even break the Shabbos for the things that are necessary for Mila, even to carry the utensil that we need to do the Mila. But he says, how do you bring it? Megula, you bring it uncovered. And we'll see in a minute why it's so important. Ubisakana, and when it's dangerous, and the non-Jews have decreed that the Jews can't circumcise, so then the person brings it covered. He brings the, he brings the utensil covered so that the, so, so that the enemies won't see what we're doing, but he does it with witnesses, so the witnesses will be able to let us know that he did it for the sake of, he's carrying for the sake of a mitzvah and not for his personal needs. said, furthermore, if on Shabbos you need to do a circumcision, you can cut down trees to make coals, to make, to make iron, to make utensils that you're going to need in order to do the meal. You can do the things that you need for meal, not only the meal itself, but even the things that lead up to it. Rekiva said a general rule. He disagreed with Rabbi Lezer. He said, any type of work on Shabbos that could be done before Shabbos for the sake of the meal, it does not override the Shabbos, and you're not allowed to break the Shabbos for that. But what? But things that are impossible to do on Erev Shabbos, okay, for example, like the meal itself, because it has to be done on the eighth day, that, that overrides the Shabbos, and we break the Shabbos for the sake of the mitzvah. So the Gemara had a question. What's the reasoning of Rebbe Mitzvah? Is the reason why he said to bring it uncovered is because it's to make the mitzvah precious, to show how precious it is, that okay, that we're going to break the Shabbos. Or maybe it's only, for the only reason to bring it covered, to bring it uncovered, is so that people shouldn't suspect him of carrying for his personal needs. The Gemara says, What's the difference? The question is, can he bring it? Let's say it's not a dangerous time. Obviously, in a dangerous time, he has to bring it covered so, so the enemies won't see. But in a not dangerous time, can he? Can, if he wants to, can he bring it covered and have witnesses testify that he did it for the mitzvah? In other words, we want to know, is bringing it uncovered just something something that you can do if you, if you can, but not something that you should do? Or is it even something that you should do whenever you can? Is there positive value? The answer is, in if you'll say that what, like we say, so let's say it's not a dangerous time. If the reason why to bring it uncovered is in order to show how precious the mitzvah is, magula in mechusa lo, then it would be specifically uncovered that you'd have to bring it and not covered, even though you could, by covering with, and with witnesses, you could take away any suspicion about yourself, but still, but you wouldn't be showing the belovedness of the mitzvah. But if you say the only reason uh, the only reason why we should bring it uncovered is that say everybody should see that we're caring for mitzvah and not for personal needs. Then according to that, even if you brought it covered, but with witnesses that we were able to testify that you did it for the mitzvah reason, not for personal, it would be fine. My Okay, so therefore we want to know what is the halacha. The answer is, says the Gemara, Itmar, we learned, Amra, we said explicitly, The only reason why Rilezer said what he said was for the sake of making the mitzvah precious. And therefore, for sure, you understand, when it's a time of danger, of course, of course then we bring, it, we bring it covered in order to take away any suspicion uh, suspicion from him in order to protect him. But when it's not, but when it's not a time of, of, of danger, since he, we want to specifically show and demonstrate that we're carrying for the sake of the mitzvah, he has to bring it specifically uncovered and not covered even with witnesses. Tanya Namiyochi, we also learned in a brisa a way that illustrates that the, that the opening of our mission is really saying that you should specifically bring it uncovered to make the mitzvah precious. Because it says, maybe a 
gula ve'eno mevi'a mechusa. You bring it uncovered and you don't bring it covered. These are the words of Rebbe So you see that he says what? From the fact that he says don't bring it uncovered, we see clearly that he wants you to specifically bring it, uh, don't bring it covered, we specifically want you to bring it uncovered in order to show how precious the mitzvah is. Am Rabbi Ashi, Rabbi Ashi said, you can also, even from our own Mishnah, you can really, impl- you can make an inference, you can see that the Mishnah is indicating that the reason to bring it uncovered is to show how precious the mitzvah is, diktoning as it says, as it, because we learned, also our Mishnah said, when it's dangerous, he should cover it on the word on the word of you know by way of, of witnesses but sakana in you see specifically when do you cover it with witnesses but sakana in when it's dangerous yes but when it's not dangerous no we don't we don't even when it's not dangerous we don't cover it with witnesses why because not it's not sufficient to take away the suspicion about him we if we whenever we can we want to show how precious the mission is shmami no the Gemara says indeed that is a proof shall we hear from here from the way the mission is written that it's in order to make the mission more precious the Gemara says shmami no indeed you're right that is a proof. Tanya Edech, we learned in another b'ayis, a mevi'a megula ve'en a mevi'a mechusa, we learn. Uh, we, we, he brings it open and he, does, and he doesn't bring it, un, he brings it uncovered and he doesn't bring it uncovered. These are the words of Rebbe Lezer. And furthermore, we learn Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, Mishum Rebbe Lezer, Rabbi Yehuda said in his name, no'aginai b'shasa sakana shemevi'a mechusa p'yidim. They they their custom they were custom in the time of danger to bring it, uh, to, that they would bring the, the knife covered uh, oh, by way of witnesses to take away the suspicion. Ibailu, the Gemara had a question. The, the Shiva had a question. Aidim the Kamar, when we said that he should cover it with witnesses, okay, what are we talking about? Is it him and one other person? Odilma, who betray? Maybe him and two other people. In other words, we really wouldn't know if the word witness is using, be used here in the formal way, in which case it doesn't make so much sense because he can't be a witness for himself, okay? And if we have to have him and two. Or we, it's really witnesses are just used in an informal way, meaning two. The Gemara says, Toshma, come up, bring your proof. We learned, when it's dangerous, the Mishnah said, he covers it by way of witnesses. If you say it's all very well, who who betray him and two other people? Shopper, that makes sense because those are witnesses. He can, him him and the other. Okay, my If it's him and one other person, what kind of witnesses? He's not a witness. He can, no man can be a witness against himself. So therefore, what? How can you say witnesses if it's him and one other person? Must be him and two other people, and you need witnesses. So Gemara says, no, it's not necessarily true. Why? I could tell you it's really him and two other people. It's really him and one other person. And the fact that it said witnesses doesn't prove anything. Why? She it just means two people. Okay, but my answer is no. It just means that what it really is him or the person, but it means that they're not really witnesses, but they could be witnesses in another place. It is just a way. It's really a way of saying two. And you don't really need more than that. him and another person is sufficient to take away suspicion, and we don't need legal witnesses. So we didn't prove the point. Motomar Rilesa said further in our Mishnah that you're able to cut down trees to make to make coals in order to make the in order to make the in order to make the uh, uh, iron utensils or iron and utensils. Tanarban, we learn we learned that Abraisa in the place of Rabbi they actually did this in the place of Rabbi they used to cut trees on Shabbos to make coals, Lasos Shabbos to make iron on Shabbos to make the to make the knife in the Mila. And another that, that was at least at least until the halacha was decided not like him. In the place of Rabbi they used to eat meat of fowl, meat of birds with milk. Okay, because he held that that was permissible. So okay, that's what we learned in the Brisa, at least for a certain period of time. Levi one time came to the house of Yosef, who was a bird trapper. 
So they gave, they brought to, uh, they brought him the head of a peacock cooked in milk. He didn't need it. We, we, we don't eat, we don't eat, uh, we don't eat fowl in, in milk. When he came in front of Rebbe, Amarle, he says, said to, Levi said to Rebbe, Amarle to Shamtinu, how come you don't, how come you don't put this guy into excommunicate this guy? Uh, or the, uh, uh, these people. Why don't you ex- ex- excommunicate these people? They're eating chicken or they're eating birds in, with milk. That place is, is, a, is a place under the jurisdiction where the rabbi is, is Rabbi Huda ben Becerra. And I said to myself, maybe, maybe he, he taught them, maybe he taught them, held that it was permissible to eat the meat of birds in in milk and he didn't even hold not everyone not only not not from the Torah is it forbidden to eat chicken and milk but even rabbinically he held that it's permissible that's not because we learned Rabbi Yosek Lili Rabbi Yosek Lili said Nemer lo sochlu kol nevelo the pasuk says you shouldn't eat anything that died without shechita but Nemer lo sevashak di bechalevimo it says you shouldn't cook a kid in the milk of its mother. Esh aser, so they're put together to compare them. Esh aser lech mishum nevelo, whatever is forbidden, because that, that forbidden that you're not allowed to eat without shechting. Aser lebashel becholam, you're not allowed to cook it in milk. So, so therefore, what I would think. So now, when it comes to birds, which are forbidden when it comes to forbidden to eat without shechita, you might think that it's forbidden also to cook a bird in milk. Talmud Lomar, the pasuk says, in the milk of its mother. That would exclude a, a bird. Birds don't have milk of the mother. Birds don't give milk. Okay, so therefore he said that okay, maybe they're they're holding like like Rabbi Yosei Wili. He says that they, Rabbi Yosei says there was a certain city in Eretz Yisrael, Shayosin Kabriolazer, where they did like Rabbi Elazar. Okay, they 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 poskined like Rabbi Elazar. And they would do, not only would they do the Mila on Shabbos, but they'd even do the things leading up to it. They, you know, they would uh, carry the knife, or they would or they would cut down trees and make coals, etc. All these things, whatever was necessary, even the preliminaries, what leads up to Mila, they would do. And they died in the right time. They didn't die early. They weren't punished. Not only that, but one time, the evil empire, the, uh, the, they made a decree against the Jewish people, Alamila, that they shouldn't, that they shouldn't uh, circumcise their children. And the evil empire didn't make the decree on that particular town. Words, they really were doing the right thing, at least at that time, that they were following. They, they held like a realizer, and that's what they were following. Any mitzvah that the Jewish people accepted with joy, kagon mila, like like circumcision, deceive as it's written. David Melch writes, I'm happy about you. What what you said, the, the famous thing that you said, the mitzvah that came before everything, like like mila, I'm happy like a person who found tremendously value a, a, a great spoil. Anything where we were happy when we get to get it, we still do it together with Simcha. Today, everybody still makes a meal. We make meal, everybody celebrates very nicely. Okay? But any mitzvah that the Jewish people accepted in contentiously with a fight, for example, the prohibition of the, the prohibition of 
intimacy with family relatives. The chesivs After Moshe gave them the laws of uh, of who could marry who, he saw them. They, 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 he heard the people crying and their families. What does that mean? Aliski They were they were crying because of uh, of uh, they were crying because of the prohibitions of the family. So those things were they accepted it contentiously. They still they still are doing it with contention. The You'll see there's no ksuba. Anytime people get married, there's no ksuba, which is the contract without a fight. There's always a fight about it. Tanya Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Omer. Kol mitzvah shekiblu aleim b'simcha. Any mitzvah, pardon me, pardon me. Tanya Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Omer. We said, Kol mitzvah shemasu yisrael atzim aleim l'mitzvah b'shas gizamazer samachus. Any mitzvah that people gave themselves over, they're willing to sacrifice their lives when the when the when the uh, when the non-Jewish kingdom decreed against it. For example, like idol worship and mila, which Jews gave themselves up for, even though the, even though they gave up their lives for it, they're still it's still very strong in their hands. Okay, and any mitzvah where the Jews did not give up their lives, okay, b'shas kizera samachus, when the when the when the non-Jewish kingdom decreed against them, could go into fill in, like fill in, for example, where people were weak, adayin merupa biyadam. It's it's still weak in their hands. The Amr Rav Yana, we'll see that we'll see that fill in is not strong by all the Jewish people. The Amr Rav Yana, fill in tzvichin guf naki kalisha bal knafayim. Rav Yana says that fill in have to have a, a clean body like elisha bal knafayim. We learned about this in brachos already, okay? But the, like elisha, like elisha, the the the, the winged one. Alicia, the famous wing one, and and we see it was special. You have to, you have to. Most people don't do it, and he was unique. He was uniquely outstanding, but most people not. Maihi, what's the whole case of what, what? What? What do you have to? What does it mean to be careful? How do you? What do you mean you have to be so clean? Like a, you need a clean body, like Alicia Balknafayim. Amarabai you have to be careful not to pass gas in them. Rabbi Marshall Rabbi says you have to be careful. You're not going to fall asleep in them. That you shouldn't pass gas. Why was he called Alicia, the one who has wings? Time the, the evil empire made a, uh, a decree against the Jewish people. That anybody who puts tefillin on his head, yikru esmocha, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna um, uh, dig out his brains. And Elisha He went out to the public marketplace, and a Kazdar, the the uh, non-Jewish uh, officer, saw him. Kazdar Echad, one non-Jewish officer, officer saw him. So Elisha ran before the officer. and the officer ran after him. Came So when the officer got to him, Rosho. So Elisha took the tefillin off his head. The tefillin off his head. And he held him in his hand. So the, the officer said to him, "What's in your hand?" So Elisha said to him, he said, dove's wings, he said. He opened up his hands. Miraculously, he opened up his hand, and they were fat. what was in his hand were the wings of doves. That's why they called him the winged one. Why did he choose, when he wanted to give an excuse, why did he choose to say specifically wings of doves? Uh, okay, I wouldn't say the wing of some other bird. The answer is, because the Jewish people, the assembly of Israel, is compared to a dove. Shemar, as it says, the wings of doves, the wings of a dove, Covered in silver, revro seho. It's also like a, the wing, whatever it is. Birakra karutz in in the in in the shining uh, gold. My Yona Zekan Fam Beginasala. So just like this dove, which is unique, it, it protects itself with its wings and not with its beak. Just like the, the dove, uh, its wings protect it. Afisrael mitzvah Beginasalaim. Also the Jewish people, mitzvahs protect them. Well, they should have protected him. Amrab Abba Ba'ada Amrabi Yitzak Pamachas 
He says, once upon a time, he tells the following story. One time they forgot, these people forgot, and they didn't bring Meir Shabbos. They didn't bring the Mila knife before Shabbos. Okay, And what did they do? They didn't bring it to the public domain. What they did was, they took it by way of the roofs, by way of the courtyards, okay? Not according to the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. Now, this whole thing is strange. What do you mean against the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer? Rabbi Eliezer holds you could take it through the public domain. You could certainly take it through the roofs of the courtyards, which are private domains. We, we, rabbinically, we don't carry from private domain to the private domain. No, it's, if, if I have a private domain, you have a private domain. From the Torah, I can carry from my private domain to yours. But rabbinically, we don't carry from one private domain to another. So what's the big deal? So they carry through, they carry through these private domains. What's the big deal? Uh, uh, what do you mean it's against Rabbi Eliezer? Rabbi Eliezer you can carry through a public domain. So the Gemara says, Maski flora of Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, what are you talking about? Shalom, it's Rabbi Eliezer. What do you mean not like the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer? Adarab, on the contrary, Rabbi Eliezer, who destroyed Rabbi Eliezer, says you can, you, can, you can carry through public, carry it wherever you want. It's not against his opinion. But if you want to explain what he meant to say was, that what Rabbi Yitzhak was saying, not like Rabbi Eliezer, Shalom, it's Rabbi it wasn't. It wasn't really the way that Rabbi Lezer taught us. It wasn't. No. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't according to the intention of Lezer. Why? The Sharia He said that what you could take it even to the public domain. It was. It was not like him. It was only according to the rabbis, the Asru, who said you can't take it through the public domain. The Asru there who said you can't take it through Shusher So you want to say, oh man, not like Rabbi Lezer who said you could take it through the public domain, but like the rabbis who say, but like rabbis who say you can't. I but they did allow it through the roofs and through the courtyards and through the carpets. Like our carpet is, if I didn't translate before, carpet is a, is a big enclosure. It's not enclosed for living, but it's an enclosure like a corral. Okay? So, therefore, what? But it's not for living purposes. Okay? And it was, it was through these places where they were not, and they what? And they were pro- various private domains that were never mixed together, which we learned about. Remember, you can, just like you can mix a one courtyard for all the houses to be able to carry together in the shared courtyard, you can mix courtyards together to carry from courtyard to courtyard, but they weren't. So you want to say, oh, it's like the rabbis, okay? He says, oh, me, sorry, wait a second. The rabbis don't hold you. You can carry from private domain to private domain when they weren't mixed. The same way that you cannot bring the knife to the public domain, the same, those rabbis who disagree with the Rishim, and they said, you can't carry them by way of the roofs or by way of the carpefios, these, these enclosures, through the way of the yards, okay, if they were not mixed together. So what are you talking about? It's not Rabbi Shimon, it's not the rabbis either. The rabbis also don't hold, they hold even the rabbinic prohibition, you can't override. The rabbis, the rabbis were strong about their prohibition. I don't care, even if you're not going to do it from the Torah, the rabbis said you can't carry from private domain to private domain if they weren't, if they weren't mixed before Shabbos. Hello, Amar Abashi. So, how am I going to explain what Rabbi Yitzchak said? What do you mean? What do you mean? Not like Rabbi Lezer? The answer is Shalom Ratzon Rabbi Lezer Umachlukto. It's not like Rabbi Lezer and the ones who disagree with him. And no, it's not like the whole famous story of Rabbi Lezer. Rabbi Lezer said you can carry through the public domain. The rabbi said you can't carry through the public domain. Nor can you carry through the private to private. Hello, it's not like any of those guys. It's not like the whole story of Rabbi Lezer and, and, and his argument and the people he argued with. Hello, Ratzon Rabbi Shimon. It was like Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon said. A tremendous chiddush. Rabbi Shimon held that all of these courtyards and, and roofs and private domains, they're all one and you can carry it. Tonight, Rabbi Shimon, home, Rabbi Shimon said, well, almost. Rabbi Shimon says, Echad gagos, it's all the same, whether it's roofs or the enclosures or the courtyards. 
even and even though they're owned by separate people, kulam rishus echad, okay, lekelim sheshavsu besochan. They're all one domain. Any keli that was any utensil that was in it when Shabbos came in, they're all considered to be one domain. That's the unique position of Rishimah. So he holds that it's one domain. You can any sort of if, if the meal knife was in one of those places that Shabbos came in, okay, you can carry it, okay, from one place to another, okay. But not kalim that were in the house when Shabbos. In other words, so therefore what? So if the so therefore what? So the story was that the meal and knife was in the courtyards or in the roofs or in the enclosures, and therefore you're allowed to move it. Okay, and that was the, that was the whole story. Okay, and you, if you, if you, there, there's a lot more to say, but that's the, that's the simple. So that was, was it was one unique opinion, not Rabbi Eliezer who says you could take it through Rishis Rabbim. And it wasn't a story about the rabbis who said that you can't carry through Rishis Rabbim or even through Yachid, private domain to private domain, which is forbidden rabbinically, but rather it was Rabbi Shimon who holds that anything that was in any one of those courtyards or the roof, etc., when Shabbos came in, you can carry from courtyard to courtyard, roof to roof, uh, enclosure to enclosure. Uh, we too hold, as we, uh, we too hold that even though, let's say, that if I didn't mix the courtyard, for example, I can't carry from the house to the courtyard, to the shared courtyard on Shabbos, but things that were in the courtyard when Shabbos came in, I can carry around the courtyard. So now we have, we have an interesting problem. Rabbi Zeira has asked this question from Rabbi Tafubo. Let's say we had an alleyway. Remember we learned an alleyway that's, that's surrounded by three sides by courtyards, and the fourth side is open to the public domain. So we fix it, remember, we, with, with an upright, up with an upright, or with a cross beam, and the rabbis allow us to carry. What if they okay? But 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 that's fine to carry within within the alleyway, okay? But I want to know, okay? Uh, uh, well, I want to know. Let's say that I did not, um, uh, I did not make a. Sh- I usually what we do is. We, we, the courtyards that want to carry into the in the public domain in the in the in the alleyway, all the courtyards lead the houses lead to the courtyards, the courtyards lead to the alleyways. So I want to know now this alleyway. Uh, uh, which and I did, where I did not and I did not join together all the courtyards in the alleyway the same way we do the way we join the courtyard to court, courtyard itself or courtyard courtyard to courtyards. I didn't mix them up. And didn't mix them into one thing before Shabbos. Okay, Malatalta Bakulo. What's the law? What's the law of something that was in the alleyway when Shabbos came in? Here, you know, if I, something even if I did not mix the courtyard together, so I can't carry from the houses to the courtyard, etc., or, or the reverse. But things that were in the courtyard when Shabbos came in, I could still carry around the courtyard. So should I say that the alleyway has the same law as the courtyard? Just like just like the just like the courtyard, even though that we did not gather the houses together to make the courtyard one, okay, uh, 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 I can still carry whatever was in the court when Shabbos came in. I can still carry around the whole courtyard. Hainami, so therefore the same thing by the alleyway. Then even though the courtyards did not join together as one in the alleyway, I can still carry whatever was in the courtyard. I can get whatever was in the alleyway when Shabbos came in. I can still carry. Or maybe no courtyards are are not comparable. Uh, pardon me, or pardon me. The alleyways are not comparable to the courtyard. Why? The chatzor, I'll tell you why. There's reasons why it can be more lenient by a courtyard. One, chatzor is like Abba Mechitzos. A chatzor has four, has four, Walls has four partitions. Hi, Leslie Abramichitsus. Remember, the alleyway doesn't have four partitions. It only has four, it only has, it's only surrounded by, it's only surrounded by, uh, it's only surrounded by 
three walls, okay? Inami, okay? And therefore, it's a, maybe it's a little more like a, a maybe it's more like a domain that's forbidden by the rabbis. Inami, alternatively, another point to, to discompare the courtyard to the alleyway. Chatzar Isleidurin, a courtyard, people live there. It's people are always using it all the time. There are people living there. Okay, and there's a reason. So, okay, whatever was there when a Shabbos came in, you can still carry around. We see that it's a place where people, you know, they live there. Hi, less paid urine, but this, but this alleyway looks very much like a rabbinic domain, maybe like a like a public domain. Why people don't live there? No, they don't live in the alleyway. The people are not too busy doing doing business in the alleyway. Okay, so therefore, what? So they're not they're, 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 It's not a place where people live where they carry out their daily affairs. So Shosik, when he, so he, remember, so Rav Zera asked this question to Rav Asi. So Shosik, Rav Asi was silent. Velo Omar, Velo didn't say anything. But one time, okay, Rabbi Zera found Rav Asi saying something where it's clear that he had an answer to this question, and uh, uh, namely that it's fine to carry, as we're going to see. Um, well, one time he heard him saying the following. Omar, Rabbi, Shih, Rabbi Asi said the following. Omar, he, he was sitting and he said, Amr Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, he said that Rabbi Lakish said, Bishim Rabbi Yudha Nasi, the name of Yudha Nasi, Pamachas, one time, Shachavulo, if you Ismail, one time it was Shabbos, and they did not bring the knife near Shabbos, they did bring it before Shabbos, and they brought it on Shabbos, by a double Kashalachacham, they brought it on Shabbos, they carried it on Shabbos, and the thing was 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 difficult in, for the, the Chachamim, they didn't like it. Okay, why didn't they like it? Because why, how they, why did they do it? Number one, how do, you, how do you abandon the words of the rabbis who say it's forbidden to carry the, the knife on Shabbos? Only things that you couldn't do before Shabbos. That's number one. How could they do like a Lezer? And there are two reasons why you shouldn't do a Lezer against the rabbis who said that you, that you could do whatever you have to do even if you could have done it before. Chada, one you shouldn't do like Rebbe Lezer, the Rebbe Lezer Shamuti. One Rebbe Lezer was excommunicated in a story that we'll learn about one day. He was excommunicated, or he was a Shammai, Shammai, Shammai person, but simply he was excommunicated. Shamuti, one he was excommunicated. But oh, then furthermore, there's a general rule. Yachad v'rabim, halachah k'rabim. If there's a fight, an argument between an individual and the many, the, the halacha follows the many. So how could they have done, how in this story could have they have done like, so they, how could they have done like, uh, like Rebbe Lezer? When those rabbis asked the question, how could they have done this? He defended, he said, I asked who was a Moel, and he said, no, I'll tell you, there was a, I'll tell you what the case was. No, it wasn't a case where what, when they carried it through the public domain, that was against the rabbis, etc. No, it was, it was talking about an alleyway where the, where, the, where the courtyards had not joined together. They brought it from one end of the alleyway to the other. It was exactly the case that we were asking about. It was where something was in the alleyway as Shabbos came in. And despite the fact, despite the fact that the alley that the courtyards had not joined together in the alleyway to make it one, they still, since it was there when Shabbos came in, they were carried it from one end to the other. So they one second. So according to that one second. So when Rabbi Zaira heard, when Rabbi Zaira heard Rabbi Asi telling this, he says, one second. He says, he says, if you told the story, you accept it, so then you're telling me, do you mean to tell me that you hold, that if, uh, that if there's an alleyway that the people didn't join together in, you're allowed to carry something that was in there, Shabbos, from, uh, I carried around, and it's no problem? Ramalayin said, yeah. He says, I do hold that. But remember, once I asked you about this, he says, you didn't tell that to me. He says, I, he says, I, I get it. He says, Maybe in the process of, as you were learning and telling over the story, so you remembered, you remembered what you held. And you said, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh, in the process of going over this, uh, this, uh, this uh, 
story, etc. Like I like I told you what we said. I remembered what I hold. I remember what I, I remembered my learning. I remember what I hold. It okay. Um, I think that the next part we should wait for tomorrow. It's a long piece that holds together. I think we'll pick it up tomorrow. Mitzvah Hashem. With God's help. Thank you very much. And I wish everybody a wonderful day.